Welcome to this episode of the Clean Sailors podcast. Today we're talking about toilet roll and I'm joined by David Hamnett, Managing Director of Tanky, to guide us through why this is such an important topic for us boaters. Now each year in the UK alone we flush more than 22,000 tonnes of glue down our loos, the majority of which ends up in our environment. Glue is made up of a variety of chemical compounds, most importantly of plastic, which is used to bind it together as a substance. And each time we flush loo paper down the toilet, we're adding thousands of microplastics to our waters. As we know, microplastics are now the most pervasive pollutant of our time, having been found in the deepest depths of the ocean, Antarctic ice, soil, human and animal bodies, and even the air around us. Whilst the importance of our loo roll is worldwide on land and at sea, I'm really excited to be talking to David around why we on the water in particular should be considering buying better. David, thanks so much for joining me this morning. Yeah, it's lovely to be on. Now, we're going to talk about toilet roll, and I really want to understand why we should care about this topic and what research you've done to give an indication of what impact we're having. Good question. I think you've covered it quite holistically in your introduction. Essentially, for us, the whole reason for being for Tanky is that that staggering amount of 22,000 tonnes of glue is our very being, is our reason. That's the goal, to make that zero, turn that into zero as fast as we can. How do we get to that number? Most people ask. It's been a little bit crude, for want of a better description, because there's not many insights businesses around the world or in this country that are monitoring such things. And I'm sure you, like me, at one point, mine was very recent. I had no idea that it was glue in it roll anyway. So the average food ply contains about 2.7 milligrams. So you start doing some basic maths around how many people we know live here. You can Google this pretty easily and find an average toilet roll per person. And out comes a crude number of 22,000 tons of glue. We've made some visuals, should I say, myself and the team to try and put what 22,000 tons looks like. So if you want to go and look at some of the socials, so I know sometimes that'd be quite hard to envisage, but it's an awful lot. And I think we draw the audience to a much more interesting topic of microplastics. So for me, it's laminated glue. The fact you can't really feel it, see it. Most people like myself probably just thought it was the bit that starts the toilet roll, which is probably the only bit you could probably feel. It's quite tough and probably the last bit on the toilet roll. But the fact it's through the entire roll and in such a small form is worrying. Why do we need glue in toilet roll? We don't. That's an interesting topic to ask. Why? My personal version of the why is probably human's lazy side. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. I think the only thing when you understand how this stuff made, it's a bit slower to make plied toilet roll, so layered toilet tissue without glue, because it's essentially a water laminated process. So for me, ease, laziness, when you think of the Western world, and we're generally a little bit more lazy, we're all about an easy solution. So I think that's what drew me to come across the business and looking to take it over and try and breathe into new life was the fact that this is such an easy problem to fix. It's a real life solution. You've just got to choose a different toilet roll. I know some of the topics you're trying to challenge in the wider sailing community are probably a lot tougher and, and are going to require a lot more time and effort from people, but this really is quite easy to fix. I hear you, but I think often the biggest obstacle to changing stuff is the knowledge in the first place. And really over the last, say, five years in particular, have we become so much more widely aware of things like microplastics that they exist and just how pervasive they are. And obviously now we have that knowledge and the answer, we can hopefully be doing a lot more about it, such as tanking. So I guess it is almost that naivety 
that our toilet roll, every single one, every single little ply is stuck together with glue, which is kind of nuts considering we use it for an inordinately short amount of time. Usually (laughs) it is the best possible example of a single use product because it's used for a very short period of time. And then it goes straight obviously into our sewage system, which unfortunately, as you know, only deals with organic compounds, which is actually our sewage. It doesn't deal with all the rest. And obviously all of the glue uh, naturally just ends up straight into the water and stays there. I think there's an element and not forgiving us as a society, but appreciating if we're not aware of something and obviously it's a lot harder to change it. And I think that's why products such as yourselves are now one of obviously clean sales partners is also taking on the responsibility of educating everyone as to why this is an issue. Hey, did you know your loo roll has been made with a ton of plastic every time you're using it? It's just such a topic that I appreciate people aren't aware of yet. Quite literally. And a big thank you for myself and the team for these sorts of opportunities, because you're right, I say it's easy for us to do in the sense of we just need to drive a conversation and then we have an alternative product that's used daily. In essence, the principles to solve it are easy. Talking to 70 odd million people, I agree, somewhat more challenging. So thank you. That's from myself and the team. I think an interesting topic to think about, and this is a worrying piece. I got in a bit of a rabbit hole on microplastics on Saturday morning when I first took over the business, trying to understand a little bit more. So this is documented and it's on one of the topics. And we've got some pop-ups here in the office that we use for activation, educational purposes. If we go in store with some customers or now we're going to be doing a tanky tour. So we're going to try and look to go to some local marinas on the coast of Wales, where we're near based in Shoes, not far away, and just kind of talk to consumers to engage with them. But one of the things on here is snow close to the peak of Mount Everest was found to contain on average 30 microplastic particles per litre. I mean, let's think about where that is. That is on the top of the world. And if microplastics are getting in the snow that's up there, it's not being carried by a person. That's through precipitation. And then you'd find out the Thames. And I think I stopped reading when I started understanding just how polluted the Thames is. And then I think there's you know, fetuses being born with microplastics in them and things. Whilst it's good to cure it, I think... How do you get microplastics out of us? How do you get microplastics off the top of Everest? Those are topics that kind of start to keep you awake at night. You think, well, what sort of world are we creating? Do I remember the government banning some microbeads out of makeups and stuff not long ago due to the fact they're in the ocean? And I think when you look at the extremes of the world and exactly where your audience enjoys spending their time is the oceans, how do we reverse that problem? That's much bigger than the mission that we're on here at Tanky, just trying to remove the glue. But yeah, very interesting. It's an incredible topic, isn't it? And I think it's obviously not just the toilet roll itself, so all of those little sheets stuck together with the glue, but obviously toilet roll traditionally comes in such a ton of plastic. And I appreciate obviously logistically, once toilet roll is made, it's got to be shipped. But that in itself is a ton of, again, single use plastic that's being wasted. How have you also dealt with that element of production? So we've obviously we've got paper wrap when it comes, it just comes on pallets now. So we're quite lucky in the sense that we can't use it. I won't lie. It's great to understand how as a consumer you buy something that doesn't have plastic in it and the operational side of trying to get it to the consumer. So Amazon, for example, I'm like, should we put thank you flyers in? Because really that's single use paper that we're wasting. And can we use the conventional methods that consumers been happy with? And does that go against what we're trying to do or the mission I've tried to set and the culture I'm trying to put forward in the kind of DNA of the tanky brand, whereby we send a two pack of nine rolls into Amazon? You know, sales of Amazon nearly half a million or on the target half a million. You can imagine how many two packs of toilet roll we're sending into Amazon. How do I keep the two packs together? We were using banding, but then that's plastic. So I stopped that when I got here. Then I'm like, well, can't put it in boxes because the price point sends it too high. So we're stuck commercially then. Then we're stuck with all oh, tape. So tape's not very strong. So we end up using a gum-based tape. Shortly into that, I've realized, well, I can't use that because that's essentially laminated plastic again. <laughs> so now we're into, we've worked, found a, a taping company, uh, 
evolved packaging that have worked with this, but I'm having to just put one layer of tape around two single packs of nine roll. And you think when you look at it, hope the consumer gets that we're doing this because it doesn't look attractive and it will certainly rip your paper wrapper when you take it apart. But I'm left with the only thing that we can do that doesn't contravene the very reason for us being. So it's been interesting in thinking we have to do things differently that then probably don't end up making the product look as beautiful as probably most things expect things to land in a world where it's all about appearance. That's a really interesting point, isn't it? And I can see the struggle from a business perspective because ultimately it's an incredibly competitive environment for any products and therefore aesthetics play a massive part in how you sell your products but you're right the tension is that often when we're taking the road of aestheticism we're compromising the sort of environmental credentials and credibility of the very problem we're also trying to solve and I appreciate that there is no perfect solution but it sounds like you're making some serious headway into that given just the volume of toilet roll that gets sold every day I mean it is mind-blowing when you really consider it and I think some of the stuff we've been talking about ahead of doing this has been looking into just how much we use and you've mentioned the 22,000 tons of glue alone but if you think about studies are showing that every household flushes our terrestrial our land-based toilets at least five times a day per person each person will go about five times a day and it's actually no different to our boats and our ships right our human bodies need a release so going to the loo is entirely natural we can't solve that contributing microplastic pollutants to our environment at the same time is not natural and we can be making a simple change to how we consume our loo roll by us having this conversation really highlights a very feasible option to make a tiny change that can have quite a dramatic impact but one thing I really want to touch on talking about our boating and sailing community in particular is that obviously on a boat you aren't connected to main sewage you often have a holding tank so you'll keep your sewage on board until you can dispose of it safely on land or it goes straight into the sea which is more often the case still throughout most of the world the one thing also about having a toilet on a boat is that the plumbing is incredibly restrictive. You're often told not to put loo roll down the loo at all on a boat because you don't want to clog something up. But what advantages does Tanky also have or glue-free loo roll also have around the way that the loo roll breaks down once it's flushed? So you raise a great point and I've just been made aware of a very popular YouTubing couple that documents what's happened with a build-up. And I'm sure anyone listening to this got a boat is probably thinking, well, we already know this anyway. But with the small amount of residue that the glue creates, then blocks moving parts. So outside of your industry, you know, the camper caravan world suffers with it well because they've got cassette toilets and floats can be jammed. And I believe the same thing can happen on board. So I think it's pretty easy once these residue of glue over time start grabbing hold and bits of paper someone I got introduced to earlier in the week on a YouTube channel this very attractive yacht in the middle of one of the most beautiful places on the earth I've ever seen with this fantastic looking couple is suddenly covered in an overflowing toilet yeah we're essentially stopping that and it is a real-time solution we are working with a maritime wholesaler cost marine Nick over there kind of gets the environmental benefits to this obviously maritime laws say that you can't put plastic in the ocean so no one should be using it anyway but there's no plastic police driving around the North Atlantic stopping this happening but he's helping us champion the message but essentially especially some of the big commercial shipping vessels he's heard some stories where the, you know, the pipes are a lot bigger you've got hundreds of people working on there over and above just small I suppose yachts but it's a real-time solution we've got we've got some tests that we'll be releasing as silly as it sounds we'll just be start we're trying to think of an interesting visual way that we can land on our 
website and some of our socials that demonstrate how this stuff dissolves to a much a far greater tolerance than the normal conventional toilet bowl. And I think what you find is having seen more of these instances, it's the overtime piece that in the systems it all starts to just coagulate together. So, but yeah, you'll have no issues. And outside of the maritime space, we've got a lot of old Victorian piping on the mainland of England. So we've got some quite old traditional private schools that have been using this because the same thing, it sticks together. But yeah, it's a real-time solution. And I didn't think I'd ever be this interested or excited over something like toilet roll that provides a real-time solution to solve a problem. But it is a almost a proxy for a much bigger, more complex issues within our society, not just the pollution element, as we mentioned, but certainly talking around boating and sailing in particular. There are a few things worse than being on a toilet with no loo and having a block yeah. And even worse, I mean, there's a couple of boats. I remember sailing with my dad, actually. And fortunately, we were just leaving the Isle of Wight to come back to the south coast of the UK. And another person on board had unfortunately blocked the loo. <laughs> my dad refused to do it. He was like, no, whoever blocks it, and this is often the case when you're crewing, whoever blocks it has to unblock it. And people are very right. strict. The solution was this individual wasn't going to unblock it. They were a bit shy about the whole thing. So we did go for four hours crossing back to the UK without access to a toilet. So hopefully most people can obviously solve the problem and just get stuck in and sort it. But obviously if those blockages are too extreme, then the alternative is a bucket. So it's a moment where we're all incredibly aware, being sailors and boaters, that the toilet is something that you protect at all costs because you're all going to need it. So I think it's a, I say a double win, but I know it doesn't solve the whole issue, but obviously being sort of glue-free is a huge deal. And if you've ever used Tanky or have yet to, then you'll notice that it's quite heavily embossed. And I'm presuming that's what you meant about the process taking longer, because it looks like you're actually sticking the pieces together with pressure in places as just using glue instead. So it is textured. And obviously, as we mentioned, by not having glue, then it does break apart more readily. And obviously a glue bound toilet paper would do, which is obviously great in general, but also for our marine environments where those pipes are so tiny. During COVID, I learned, and forgive my naivety if you've all known this for a very long time, but that tea bags obviously contain plastic, as we've unfortunately found out, but that tea bags were being bleached to look better. And how does that process work within loo roll? Because if you're making paper pulp from trees or otherwise, I'm pretty sure it doesn't come out pristine white. What does that process look like in the toilet roll industry currently? So I'm not close to what it looks like. It's definitely not good and healthy. I think one thing that's come about is you've got the use of recycled paper being used in toilet roll and then them not wanting to get to a place where they're starting to use that because the very nature of drawing someone's attention to using a recycled product that then can't be recycled anyway is that you don't want it to be further contaminated. That said, you can't control the grade. You've also got to be aware of where it's come from and how it's been put back together. I'm not close to how you start recycling paper itself, but I can't imagine it's as simple as finding it, getting it wet, rolling it up, and it starts to stick. I'd imagine that whole process is, and it's one I'm just trying to learn more. Like I've been doing, I've been in the business nine months. My background's FMCG, but leadership team at Monster Energy. So I used to do far more glamorous things like the F1 with Lewis Hamilton and stuff, and now I find out that toilet roll is actually good for the planet. All the toilet roll we've got here at Tank is a good alternative for the planet but sells far faster the interesting thing for those astute listeners is why not bamboo and i might be stealing your thunder here we come out of the conversation about bleaching and talked about paper the obvious elephant in the room is you know people talk about bamboo now i've got another 
concern as a leader of a business, someone that's trying to champion these topics. Again, I thank you for the platform and the fact we get to try and educate the listeners, but I need to understand more. But firstly, I will say, I don't know of any electric boats that are bringing it from the other side of the world here. So there's an issue there. Tanky is made in a site that's powered 100% by renewable energy, but we are from trees. The big problem here is bamboo just doesn't disintegrate, doesn't break up very well. We're in that problem where as human beings, we have desires to do things such as sailing, it's the only alternative we have. So we're trying to do it as sustainably as possible. And then my commitment that we come up with and supported by the team was our commitment to place a million trees. So upon purchase of nine packs of tanky, we will ensure that 50 plastic bottles never reach the ocean and we'll also plant a tree. So it's mitigating the risk, I guess. And I think that's about as pragmatic as I can be. And if anyone's got any other ideas that's listening, please shout out. I think we've been as exploratory as we can. But yeah, that's another interesting topic within the whole world of toilet paper is bamboo. You're right about the world of toilet paper and the role of organisations such as yourself. But what is always so fascinating to me talking to people like you is how small businesses are going so above and beyond to try and solve these problems. I mean, even stopping the plastic in the toilet paper itself would have been a massive win because there are very few companies, organisations doing that. And then also having plastic-free packaging and then also planting more trees every single time you're selling a packet is a really cool thing. And you can tell, obviously, just how ocean-minded your brand and your team are. There's obviously some really clear wins about using Tanky in a variety of different circumstances. I want to know how can our listeners, boaters and sailors get hold of your product? Really easy website. So we're trying to limit that whole CO2 piece. So direct to consumer model is always great. So www.tanki.co.uk. We've got a subscription model up, which is new. There's nothing worse than running that toilet roll. We can deliver it to boats. So don't worry about that. We've got a business subscription. Uh, failing that, Amazon. So we are accessible in i want to say nine other countries around europe because we do have an audience for anyone that's listening in the isle of man but we've got some customers also that own some boats that are over in france i've just been kind of saying if you're we have any existing customers that are listening who have any issues with our current logistics provide not being able to get international jump on amazon in those countries and it will get delivered you will start to see us in major retail i have just been given a little bit more insight from someone that knows the sailing world a little bit better than me as to the places we've got to look to unlock wholesale i guess and you're hoping hopefully start to see us in some major retailers. I'm going to TBC that one um, because it's not in stone, but we're gaining traction. We've got about 50 or 60 independent retail stores, convenience stores. These are in and around the Shropshire area where we're based. I've got a salesman on the road. So it's being widely received. It's obviously been adopted in the more rural areas a lot quicker. Unfortunately, we've got the nature people in urban areas and less worried about more expensive toilet roll when they don't have a septic tank or they don't own a boat or they don't own a caravan, which is unfortunate. But I do believe things like this and these opportunities where we can share the message, it will change. So that's where you can get hold of us. I think one of the most pertinent things you mentioned was the fact that it is illegal to pollute our waters and we don't intend to none of us do most of us don't but we are knowingly now doing so and there's only so long before legislation seriously begins to catch up and given that there are now so many products such as yourself that are pioneering a way to cleaner sailing cleaner boating and appreciate your other sort of consumer groups cleaner camping and and everything else that we're running out of excuses to really get on board (laughs) with looking after our playground way better than we have been so 
I'm really excited, obviously, for our Clean Sailors and our Tanky partnership. Sailors, it's so important, obviously, that we start to look for better, cleaner products. And even better, that it would help limit our toilet blockage situations when at sea. And even better, obviously, the very point of Tanky is to help prevent all of that plastic going into our waters. David, thank you very much for your time. Pleasure to have this conversation with you and keep up the great work. Thank you very much. Just one thing before we go, I've just thought if there's any of you sailing fanatics out there that want to see what Tanky's all about, we have done the same in the, with our camper and caravanning community. Reach out to us on Instagram. If it's a Saturday and a Sunday, it'll probably be me that will write back to you, but we're more than happy to send out a, a little care package to those that are interested enough to follow us. Make a little photo. It'd be great to see it on your boat and get some feedback. So yeah, but thank you for having us on. You're very welcome. You've been listening to the Clean Sailors podcast. All relevant links to the projects and people we talk to can be found with the podcast link. For all episodes or to get in touch, just visit cleansailors.com. We love to hear from you. We believe that great ideas should be shared, which is why our podcast is free to appear on. So if you've got a project, idea or topic you think we should be discussing, get in touch. In the meantime, thank you for listening and see you for the next episode.